Abigail. And this is Dan. Together we pastor Hope Culture Church in Elgin, Illinois. Thanks for tuning in to this week's podcast. We hope it encourages you and inspires you. Here's today's message. Well, good morning, Hope Culture Church. How are we doing this morning? Everybody doing good? Yes! It's a long weekend. It's Sunday, which is our favorite day of the week. We're so glad that you're here. Hey, if it's your first time here, or maybe you haven't yet filled out our Connect card, today is a great day to do that. There is a Connect card that looks just like this on a seat near you, and we would love to just follow up with you and connect with you, get to know your name, and get you plugged into the life of our church. Um, I also wanted to let you know that next week is Baptism Sunday, which is one of my favorite Sundays. It's so exciting to see people go public with their faith and say, I'm a follower of Jesus. I'm going to die to my old self, be raised to new life in Christ. It's a really special day. And if you have not yet uh, gotten water baptized, I want to invite you to do that. If you are someone who you are a follower of Jesus, you profess that you are a follower of Jesus and have not yet taken your next step in getting baptized, this is for you. So you can sign up today. Uh, You can scan that QR code or always you can check the box that's on the back of this card um, or connect with one of us and we'd love to share more about it. Baptism Sunday. Absolutely. It's your next step. If you just decided to follow Jesus or you've never been baptized before, go ahead and sign yes. up for that today. Uh, you may be looking up here and be like, chairs and both of them. It's a little different. It's, it's, not, different. it's not the normal. Um, if you're first time here, you're like, is this normal? No. Usually it's just one of us. Um, but it's Memorial Day weekend, which for many of you means there is uh, extra time off of work and yes. things like that, which is so exciting. Uh, it's also a time where, as a country, we remember uh, and are thankful for those who've given their life for our freedom. I mean, that's a biblical principle. Jesus said that there's no greater love than this than he who lays his life down for his brother. That sacrifice and love is shown in that. So we're grateful and thankful for that. And for many of you with the time off of work, it also is kind of the unofficial kickoff to summer. Let's go. Like Anyone like, ready for summer? It's the unofficial kickoff. You know, summer's not officially here, but in our minds, it's it's here. Yes. So we thought with the seasons changing and with this uh, special different weekend, we're going to pause our series on Exodus. So if you've been with us for a while, we're going straight through the book of Exodus we're uh, preaching through it. We're, we're nine out of the 10 plagues through. Next week is Passover. Yep. It's going to be great. Don't miss next week. Uh, but we're pausing it for one week just to share. And the two of us are going to have a conversation uh, from the book of Proverbs. Mm. We're just going to share some of our pr- favorite Proverbs and some of the themes from the book and just talk about wisdom because we all need wisdom. Yeah. We all are in desperate need of, of God to speak to us. And yes. Why do you think wisdom is so important? Wisdom is essential. I think for so many of us, we have those moments in life when we're making a decision, when we're at a crossroad, when uh, we really need something outside of ourselves, not knowledge, but wisdom. And we know that wisdom comes from God. And so I know many of your stories and your journeys, and some of you need that wisdom like in this season right now. Um, maybe for the little decisions and the big decisions. And so we just were like, we want to pause and just go to the book of Proverbs. It's one of the books of wisdom in the Bible. There's three. There's Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, and Job. All are so good. If you're in that season, you're like, I need, well, we every season we need wisdom from God. But but if you're in that moment and you're like, I need to hear from God um, about something, 
And I want to be a person who walks in wisdom. Uh, these books are for you, and we're going to be specifically in Proverbs today, and I'm really excited about it. It's going to be great. Um, we're going to be in Proverbs, but first, before we get there, we're going to start in James. James 1.5 says, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, yeah. who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. If you were in our small group back when we were going through the book of James, uh, we talked about this verse and how it says, who gives generously. And uh, my, the picture that always comes to my mind is Chipotle. You know, I love Chipotle. I'm hoping that we can go there soon. Maybe today. Maybe we'll go over there for but, lunch. Um, yeah. Well, when you go to Chipotle, every once in a while, you get that server who gives you the extra big scoop. The, the generous scoop. You know scoop. what I'm talking about? They're your new favorite employee. Because you're yep. like, I, if I see you, I'm going to go to Chipotle. Because they just like, that's how God is with wisdom. Yes. He gives generously um, without finding fault, and it will be given to you. It's like one of those only prayers in the Bible that says it's guaranteed. Yeah. God answers every prayer, but this one is guaranteed to be answered the way you want it. If you pray for wisdom, he's going to give you wisdom. Hmm. Um, so we just kind of wanted to set that up and talk about the value of wisdom. Yeah. Uh, Proverbs chapter 2 goes a little bit into why wisdom is so important. Do you want to hit some of that? You want me to read it? Yeah. Yeah, I'd love to. Okay, we'll be in Proverbs chapter 2. If you have your Bibles, you can go there. Or you, it will also be on the screen. It says, My son, if you accept my words and store up my commands within you, turning your ear to wisdom and applying your heart to understanding. Indeed, if you call out for insight and cry aloud for understanding, and if you look for it as for silver and search for it as for hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He holds success in store for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk, whose walk is blameless. For he guards the course of the just and protects the way of his faithful ones. Uh, the thing I love about Proverbs is it talks about so many different things in life. It's really one of those that touches on a ton of aspects that are practical for our daily life. Uh, it talks about work, laziness, relationships, debt. It talks about humility and honor, how we should treat one another, how we should be in our friendships. It talks about happiness. It talks about sex. It talks about so many things that are part of our life. And so we're excited to, to dive in. I love how in chapter two, it just acknowledges that wisdom is from God. Um, some of the commentaries we've read and talk about Proverbs talk about how there is no IQ level you need to have godly wisdom. There is no education you need. Knowledge is important, but wisdom from God is different. Yeah. He offers it freely to everyone, and it comes from him. And then I love how chapter 2 points out some of those things it does. It, mm. it provides protection. Mm -hmm. it, it offers joy and peace. And so many of the things that we look for in life, so many of the things we're striving after, come from wisdom come from godly uh, counsel and direction. And I just love that because none of us are like, I, I don't need protection. None of us are like, I don't need joy. None of us are like, I don't need happiness. But we, we often look in all the wrong places. Yeah. Yeah. So we picked three themes that we wanted to just point out to you from Proverbs today. Um, there are many threads throughout Proverbs, uh, things that repeat and come back up. Uh, and we picked three of them. It was very hard to narrow it down because there's so many. We personally both love the book of Proverbs. I've read it more than any other book of the Bible. 
Yeah, it's so good, and it's so practical. It's one to that. Like, if you're, you're in the morning and you're like, where should I go in the Bible? You can just choose the proverb uh, of the day, which you just, what, what's the date today? And you can go right to that proverb because there's 31. It works really well for a daily devotional. It's one that we read often and go to when we need wisdom, which is all the time. Um, so we picked three threads, um, three themes that we have found in Proverbs. All right. The first one is the right words. Um, what you say matters. Yeah. There's so many verses in Proverbs, the whole, all of scripture that talk about what we say, uh, but Proverbs is full of them. There's just over and over what we say matters. And we, I think for the most part, if we think about it, are aware that our words affect others. Uh, sometimes we don't act like we think that, you know, we forget in the moment, but our words affect others, but they yeah. also affect us. Yeah. Um, what we say actually impacts us. Proverbs 18, 20 and 21 says, from the fruit of their mouth, a person's stomach is filled with the harvest of their lips. They are satisfied. The tongue has the power of life and death. The tongue has the power of life and death and those who love it will eat its fruit. It's so good. I mean, life and death is in the tongue. We've heard that. But do we think about how our words actually destroy or bring life, that they are healing or hurting, that they're helpful or harmful, and that what we say not only impacts other people, but also us? Like, we eat the fruit of our words. Yeah. You eat what you speak. You know, um, there's the, the biblical principle, you, you reap what you sow. Mm-hmm. It's in Galatians. It's in a few different spots of the Bible. Uh, but the, the words version of that is you eat what you speak. That you eat the fruit of your mouth. Yeah. No one thought that was funny. I thought that was funny. I thought that was pretty good. Maybe they're just like, it's so good. It's, I don't have time to laugh. I'm just writing that down. They're all taking notes. But, you eat what you speak. Yeah, I mean, so good. What you say is addictive. It is. It's important. Yeah to recognize that the words you speak have power. There is power of life and death in the tongue. Scripture talks about that. And um, really, our words have an addictive nature. Like, it, 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 there's, a, there's a, a, an ounce of pleasure that we find in speaking our minds, in, sh- in airing and venting and um, letting our words run wild. And Proverbs throughout the book talks about practicing restraint when it comes to our words, keeping a guard over our mouth, being thoughtful about the words that you are putting out because there is something spiritual that happens when we speak. Um, there, is, there is power in our words. And so we have to pay attention. We need uh, restraint. James calls bridling the tongue maturity, a sign of maturity. And if we're going to be people of wisdom, we want to be people who are mature and wise in the words that we, that we choose to share and that we choose to speak in our, in our relationship, in our friendships, with our coworkers, with our neighbors, uh, with the person in the drive through line. Like, like, we need to be people who are thoughtful about our words. Um, I think it's, like, sometimes hard to control, like a wild animal that's out of control, hard to tame, but it's necessary work. I think it's, it's wisdom to work on getting our words under control because it has the power of life and death. Yeah, I mean, we, that's something that is a reflection of who God is. God spoke the world into existence, and our words have power. They, yeah. they, they bring healing or hurt. Um, I, I think all of us can reflect on the power of words if we think back just to our childhood. Mm. Something somebody said, yeah. friend, a parent, a teacher, and it left a lasting 
impact. Mm -hmm. That imprint is still there. It's, you can go back to that moment mm -hmm. in an instant. And some of you pulled up a good memory. You're like, I remember when they said that. Most of us pulled up a negative one. Mm. Because it's, that's just the nature of words. Like a negative word spoken can go yeah. so far. It can make yeah. such a difference. So being careful to put a filter over what you say is so important. Proverbs 29, 11 says, A fool gives full vent to his anger, but a wise man keeps himself under control. So good. A fool gives full vent to his anger. I love the imagery of this. Like if you picture a vent that's like open or closed, if you're foolish, you're unbridled, you just open the vent and whatever is in there comes out. You've been <laughs> around this person. They're angry yeah. and it's just coming out and you're like, I do not want to be around you. Scripture calls that foolish. Hmm. It's unwise. It's contrary to God's way. And I think sometimes we, we mask it with another biblical principle. We're like, I'm just being honest mm -hmm. or I'm just telling the truth. I'm just sharing my feelings. All those things are good, but sometimes they're just an excuse for letting full vent yeah. to our anger. And I'm yeah. not saying stuff down your problems or don't deal with them. I'm saying deal with them. Uh, but it's the idea that Paul talks about when he says, be angry and do not sin. Yeah. That you can have emotions, right. but they're not supposed to come out just however. They're supposed to be in control and in control right. of your mouth. And you, Dan's really good at this. Like, he does not give full aim, full vent to his anger. Like, I've been married to him for almost 11 years in July. Woo! And um, literally, I can say that that is who he is. He does not give full vent to his anger. Like, you won't find him... Um, going on like this uh, in rage or rampage with words or with actions. And, and that is a sign of maturity that I see. And that is something that is valuable as a mature believer, like to have a, that, that self-control, which comes from the Holy Spirit, to have um, control over your words and, and not be foolish and give full vent. And, and we're not perfect. And there are emotions. And the Bible even talks about like, in your anger, do not sin. He doesn't say, do not be angry. He just says, when you have those emotions, uh, be wise, be self-controlled, pay attention to the words that um, are coming out. I think in our culture right now, people, people mask it with that vulnerability. Like I'm just speaking my truth. I'm just being honest. And, um, um, and we see in our culture people giving full vent to their opinions, their emotions, their anger. Um, and that's not wisdom. That's not what God's calling us to as believers. And so I love yeah. Proverbs. Oh, go ahead. I mean, this isn't in our notes or anything, but it reminds me of Ephesians 4.29 where it says, Let no unwholesome speech come out of your mouth, but only what is helpful for building up and instructing and encouraging. Yeah. And it's like there's just that same idea, that thread of like, is it helpful is it building up? And it yeah. doesn't mean that we can never have hard conversations. It just means that we have them with restraint. Right. That we don't just release it all and give full vent to our anger. So good. Proverbs twelve eighteen says, The words of the reckless pierce like swords, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. I love that. The tongue of the wise brings healing. That there's this... There's, there's other component to our words that they can cut, but they also can bring healing. And maybe you thought of a time where someone has spoken a healing word over you or an encouraging word, and those do stick with you. They're like a balm over your heart. And so we can use our words to bring healing. Um, it's so good. We say regularly to our kids, uh, we talk about words all the time with our children because we're in that stage. We have a 
and seven and four-year-olds, and we're paying attention to the things that they are saying. And um, kids are brutally honest. Like if you have kids or if you're around kids, they're brutally honest. They say it how it is. And we're teaching them restraint with their words. And so we say to them all the time, everything you say must be true, but not everything true must be said. Like, don't say if that's true, but you don't need to always say it. There's a time and a place. And uh, that's that's good for me to hear sometimes too. And for us all, like everything that we say must be true. We want to be people who are truthful and full of integrity with our words, but not everything true must always be said. Are you tracking with me? And so um, just practicing restraint uh, with our words is important. Yeah, I mean, sometimes it's just good not to say anything. Like, if you're like, I don't have the right words right now, just just wait. Just pray about it. Decide if it's worth saying later. Yeah, my uh, mom, my mom, she's in the room. She would always say, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. That's right. <laughs> I mean, all of our moms said that, right? That's, Did all of your moms say that? Yeah. You're all nodding. Um, that's awesome. Because Proverbs 17, 28 says, even fools are thought wise if they keep silent. Yeah. And it's like, sometimes it's just... Just be quiet. Like, it, it might help. You might actually look smarter than you are if you don't have anything to say. Um, the discerning hold their tongues. I love, Abraham Lincoln is given credit for that quote we've all heard where it's like, it's better to remain silent um, and be thought a fool than to speak and remove all doubt. Um, and I just love that idea. Like, sometimes just don't say less. Just say less. God bless. All right, moving on. <laughs> Um, I love Proverbs 15. It says, a gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. There's so many good ones we have written down about our words, and I encourage you to read Proverbs. Um, Proverbs 21, 23 says, watch your tongue and keep your mouth shut and you'll stay out of trouble. I mean, how practical, like, for us in our workplaces or, or wherever you are, like, sometimes we just, we just need to watch our mouth, and you'll stay out of trouble. Um, wisdom knows when the right time is to say something, and wisdom knows when the right time is to say nothing. And this isn't just knowledge. This is godly wisdom. And so we need the Holy Spirit to help us keep, keep guard over our mouths to know when is the right time. When, and he does prompt you. Is this the time where I'm supposed to speak or is it not? And, he, and he'll show you that. And um, Proverbs helps us with that. And none of us are perfect, but we all need wisdom with our words. Yeah, and I think, you know, we can either start to swing one way or the other here where we're like starting to almost feel bad about like times we've messed up or missed oh, the yeah, mark right. or, you know, totally. condemnation sets in and we're like, oh, and there's forgiveness for that. None of us are perfect. All of us have things that we wish we could take back. I wish I wouldn't have said yeah, that. We've, yeah. all, we've all had that thought or said that out loud. Um, right. But the goal is that we're growing in it, that we're getting better. Yeah. You know, it, it is one of those things that is very, very hard. James, James is like, it's basically impossible. He's like, but try anyway. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's kind of the thought is like, are you working towards it? Because the fruit of the spirit, we know love and joy and peace and all the way down the list. But the last one is self-control. That it's not something that we just do on our own. It's something that actually is, is a product of the fruit of the Spirit in our life. Mm. That when we're connected and spending time with the Lord and His Spirit is transforming us from the inside out, yeah. it produces self-control. That one's always been the weirdest to me because like self-control, I think just myself, but self-control is actually from the Lord. So good. And so, yeah, spend time with Jesus. If you're like, I have trouble with my words, spend time with Jesus. That's so good. All right. All right, I have one more just for, for, for all the morning people. Oh, no. Are there, are there, 
Are there any morning people? Oh, yes. Okay, this one's Those for you. Oh, these are dance people. This one's for you, okay? This is this is what the Bible says. It says Proverbs 27:14. A loud and cheerful greeting early in the morning will be taken as a curse. <laughs> yeah, it says that in the Bible. Anyone else not a morning person? And like Dan like jumps up in the morning like with a joyful heart. <laughs> and I'm like, I need a minute. I need a coffee. <laughs> I need <laughs> Okay, I'm just saying it's in the Bible, like sometimes we need to chill out in the morning. <laughs> it might be taken as a curse. Right. Well, and that's the thing is sometimes it's still, it's the right thing. It's just the wrong time. That's right. You got to know. It's wisdom. You have to know the situation you're speaking into. It is wise to not just assess what's going on with you. I remember my dad would always talk about this. His sister's a super early morning person. And he'd be like, I'm waking up. This is when they have landlines. He's like, cause she's calling me at 445 in the morning. (laughs) And yeah, it's just like, who does that? He's like, you would do that. I, <laughs> you wouldn't be that I one. I call myself starting to type out a text and realizing what time it is and being like, I need to send that later. <laughs> so anyways, we need to have the right words. What yes. we say matters. There's life and death in the tongue. There's power in the tongue, but we also need the right heart. Yeah. And those things aren't connected. And as you they study Proverbs, yeah. the more you read them, um, the more you see all of these things are all intertwined. Yes, yes, so much overlap because the Bible talks about how out of the heart, the mouth speaks. And so our words are connected to our heart posture. And so the second kind of thread that we see throughout Proverbs is is the, the heart, the right heart. Um, Matthew even talks about this uh, in Matthew 12. It says, for the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in him. And an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in him. It's this idea of like what's in there will come out. Uh, but I tell you that everyone will have to give an account on the day of judgment for every empty word they have spoken. For by your words you will be acquitted and by your words you will be condemned. Ooh. Ooh. Isn't it convicting? It just cuts straight to the heart. It's like you will be held accountable for every word spoken, like the the intensity of what he's saying. But but hearing kind of how it's out of the heart that words are spoken. And a good man will bring good things. And evil will come out if you if you if it's an evil man. And so paying attention to your heart is so important. Proverbs 4:23 says, Guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. I, I mean, many of us have heard that proverb. Yeah. Guard your heart above all else. Um, I'm curious what comes to people's mind when they hear that. I know depending on the culture or church climate you grew up in, that's like a big purity verse, like guard your heart, like yeah. don't don't get hurt. And I think the imagery that comes with that is like lock it up, like put right. it behind bars, don't give people access. Mm. Um, and there, there can be wisdom to that at times, but I don't think that's what this proverb is talking about. Right. Right. Um, as you dig in, that that word for guard is is keep watch. Yeah, it's, so it's this idea of watching over what goes into your heart for it determines the course of your life. That out of that is going to change the direction that you go. And it's less about protecting from other people hurting it. You're, you're going to get hurt. I mean, that's part of loving people. Jesus was the greatest example of love and yeah. people hated him for it. Right. He was crucified. And so when we're called to guard our heart, it's this idea of it being the wellspring. In fact, some of the translations will call it the wellspring in this verse and talk about how 
there's water coming out, that it's, that's the direction of your life. And so what is getting into the well is what is going to come out and yeah. change the direction of your life. So this is really about not the filter over your mouth, but the filter over your heart of what's coming in. The right words are about what's coming out. The right heart is about what are you letting in? What are the things that are influencing you? What's shaping the way you view the world? What's shaping what you care about? What's shaping the way you think and feel and act? And there's a lot of things that, that can affect that. I mean, and that's why the, the language here is so strong. It says above all else. Yeah. The, the way the Hebrew is written, it's like above all guarding guard. It's like this idea of like the most guarded thing you do is guarding your heart. Mm. It's, this is important to the writer of Proverbs. Solomon's saying, hey, it's wise to, to keep watch over what's coming in. Yeah. Because we, okay. we uh, guard what's valuable. Right, exactly. Um, I, I think, you know, Jesus talks about uh, those who trust in him will have living waters coming out of them. And that's really like, it's this imagery that he's drawing on from here in Ezekiel of like, yeah. what, what is coming in is going to come out. Right, right. It's just this idea of, of keeping guard and keeping watch. Um, it's the, the heart, but also the soul. Keeping keeping fine attention on the things that you're allowing in is, is crucial to keeping guard over your heart. Um, I think so often we let, we let a lot of things in and um, influence our heart. And even subconsciously, like the music we listen to, the the movies we watch, the social media we indulge in, the uh, the the relationships that we have, whatever it may be, um, like, are you paying attention to what's you know affecting you, what is coming in, um, because? it does affect you. Like I was on this little kick during the pandemic. I was listening to a lot of true, true crime, like podcasts. I find it fascinating. Okay. Um, there are so many really interesting cases out there that I'm like solving in, you know, my spare time during the pandemic. Um, and, and maybe some of you are interested. I've actually talked to some of you that are like, man, I like got into true crime, but then like I started to notice a little paranoia coming up and I'm like, why am I like a little anxious at night? Like, cause I was just listening to this like morbid show about like true crime, like happening in our world. And it's because I allowed that in and it did affect my heart. Like we have to pay attention to the things that are coming in. What are you watching? If you're watching horror or if you're, or if you're watching violence and then you wonder why you have anxiety and you wonder why you have fear and we wonder why. Why our hearts are in turmoil. Like we have to keep guard as believers. Like we shouldn't participate in everything the same way that the rest of our culture does. It's not wise. It's not wisdom. Uh, Proverbs says, "Pay pay attention. Keep guard over our heart." And it's so important to I, keep watch. I think sometimes we think that's like an old school idea or that's something yeah. my parents said or yeah. it, you know we saw it maybe taken too far or in, in an unhealthy way and I, I think we threw out too much as yeah. an overcorrection yeah. that we were like well th that wasn't right there was too many boundaries it wasn't it was religious more than it actually was helpful right and right. so we swung the opposite direction we're like grace we can do anything and it's like Paul even says everything is permissible but not everything is beneficial right and it's this idea that it's not helping. Right, right. You know, 
And I think sometimes we have these feelings or thoughts that come in. We're cynical, we're upset, we're frustrated, we're paranoid, we're anxious, we're all of these different things. And I think sometimes they're rooted just in what we're letting into our life. Um, I think we, we don't see the connection until we remove it. You know, even for me, like, I'm like, I don't have a problem with social media. You know, even though like they say everybody in our generation does, I'm like, I I don't have, it's not me. (laughs) I, I logged out for 10 days and I felt better. Yeah. I I didn't think I was going to, I was like, that's for everybody else. And I was like, no, I I do feel better. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I was back on for a couple days and I'm off again, but it's great. And it's not, I'm not telling you you have to get off of social media. I'm just saying, what is the filter of the intake? Yeah. We need the filter, the output, our words, but what, what are the things that maybe you're letting in that aren't so helpful? Yeah, that's so good. I want to read Proverbs 4, uh, starting in verse 20. It says, My child, pay attention to what I say. Listen carefully to my words. Don't lose sight of them. Let them penetrate deep into your heart, for they bring life to those who find them and healing to their whole body. Guard your heart above all, all else, for it determines the course of your life. Avoid all perverse talk. Stay away from corrupt speech. Look straight ahead and fix your eyes on what lies before you. Mark out a straight path for your feet. Stay on the safe path. Don't get sidetracked. Keep your feet from following evil. I mean, I I would encourage you, like, if you're experiencing, like, fear or cynicism or anger or lust or hatred, like, pay attention to the things that are coming in because you need to pay attention to the output and then look at the input. There might be a correlation. It's it's wisdom to say, let's pay attention to our heart. Let's keep guard. Let's keep watch as believers what what we're experiencing. Yeah, and I mean, I think that's what God is looking for. He, it talks in the Old Testament, his, his eyes are to and fro looking for those whose hearts yeah. are turned towards him. Yeah. I mean, he wants our attention and our affection and our devotion. And it's not, some of these things might not even be wrong. It's just not the best. Right. It's just not the best that he has for you. And we talked about this a little bit last week with hokma and wisdom. And really that's what all of Proverbs is about is saying, hey, these are principles that will guide your life. And generally it's helpful. It brings life to your bones, healing to your body. You know, Proverbs 17, 22 says, a cheerful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up bones. Mm. That there's like a, a cheerful heart is good medicine to yourself and to those around you. Or, yeah. or 15, 13 says, a happy heart makes the face cheerful. Yeah. Um, you know, but a heartache crushes the spirit. I love that too. Like a happy heart makes the face cheerful. Like, you know. If, if you're, you're happy, happy and you know it, tell your face. <laughs> Oh, man. Your heart. <laughs> we say that a lot. We say it a lot. That's why I knew exactly where he was going. I'm like, let's sing it together. Um, no, your heart should be beneficial not only to yourself, but to the people around you. Like a healthy heart isn't only good for you. It's good for your people, for your community, for your family. Um, so keep watch. Keep watch over your right, heart. One more. Proverbs 14.30, a heart at peace gives life to the body, mm-hmm. but envy rots the bones. If you are experiencing a lack of peace, I think you should try to diagnose it. Where is that coming from? Because that's not from God. You know, it talks about how he desires to give us peace, that it's a fruit of his spirit, that it's something he offers, that he is the prince of peace, and that when we're invited into his family, that's part of the inheritance, that we can experience peace. And so a heart at peace gives life to the body, but envy rots the bones. Your heart determines your life. So good. It's going to change the direction of things, whether yes. you think it is or not. You are being formed all the time. Yeah. Are you being intentional about it? 
Yeah, so good. All right, one more. One more. Okay, another thread that we have seen throughout Proverbs is a lot about guidance and direction. So we wrote the right direction. Um, and this might be for some of you specifically, just this point might speak to you for those who are like, what direction do I go? Like, God, is it right or left? Is it this job or this job? Do I invest here or here? Is it is this the relationship you want me to pursue or not? Like, we all have those moments in life where we come to a crossroad and we're like, what is it? What is the right direction? Um, we want that good guidance because as you make a decision, you need more than knowledge. You need wisdom. We want wisdom from God, not just knowledge about it. And so Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, famous passage. Many of you know it. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. And in all your ways, submit to him. And he will make your paths straight. I mean, it's, it's so good. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Mm-hmm. There's kind of three steps to this direction passage, and there's other ones in Proverbs, but the first is trust. Yeah. And I think that's where it starts. If you don't trust that God actually cares mm-hmm. or that he actually has your best in mind, that he actually is wise and creator and that these principles and things that he's created are truly good for you. If you don't trust him with all your heart, you're not going to follow him and you're not going to experience his best for you. Mm-hmm. Trust, trust in the Lord. Do you trust him? Yeah, that's good. Do you actually believe that he loves you? Yeah. How do you view him? You know, I think of um, Aladdin because I love Disney <laughs> movies. And, uh, of course uh, you think of Aladdin. Aladdin. To Jasmine is like, I can show me? you. No, not, <laughs> <laughs> he says, do you trust me? Um, and he's inviting her to step onto the magic carpet, you know, and like fly around the world. And uh, that's not it. No, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. That's Do we not have it. a not confirmation? No, that's not the song. That's what she's saying. Oh, not my yeah, song. Yeah. No, that's not what I was. No. For. Do you trust me? He says. But the invitation of trust is met with an action. Very good. You know, because sometimes I think we think trust is just like this intellectual idea of trusting God. Trust shows up in your life. Jasmine trusts Aladdin enough to step onto the magic carpet. Yeah. We need to trust God enough to actually do something about it. Right. To truly implement wisdom and, and follow after him. Hmm. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Yeah. Second part, lean not on lean, him. Oh, are we like doing it back and forth? I don't know. In all your ways, yeah. acknowledge him. Sure. And he will lead your best, right? <laughs> yeah, it's really good. And I think sometimes we're afraid to allow God to lead our path. Like, what am I signing up for when I'm saying, God, direct my path? Like, are you going to send me, you know, across the country, across the world? What am I going to have to sacrifice? What am I going to have to give up? Like, this is, this is that stepping out onto that carpet, that flying carpet, or like, like stepping out of the boat onto the water. Like, there is such an aspect of faith here. What does it mean when I'm allowing God to direct my path? Like, there is an aspect of, of faith there. And I just believe that if the heart does not trust in the Lord with all the heart, the surrendered heart delights in God's direction and God's path. And so is your heart surrendered to God? Um, in the surrender and in the devotion comes the trust and the ability and freedom to allow him to direct our path. Yeah, and the trusting action shows up when we're willing to not lead on our own understanding. So good. That's when we'll see if we actually trust him. Because we'll say, I trust you. But then we'll have our own idea and we'll be like, I think my idea might be better. I think I'm going to trust my own understanding. But if we trust in the Lord with all of our heart, 
we won't lean on our own understanding. So we won't just take what we think is best, what our friends say is best, or what makes the most sense always. It's going to be trusting in the Lord and what he says. In all your ways, acknowledge him is the, the translation I memorized it in. Uh, this one says submit to him, but it is that idea of like putting him first. That it's a natural progression that when we trust him, we, we don't trust ourselves more than him. And it leads to submission, acknowledging and following after him. And in that, he will make your path straight. I love that principle. And, you know, there's lots of other principles in scripture. Like Psalms talks about like uh, how his word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. Yes. And how there's, there's direction that comes from knowing his word and knowing him. But this idea of making your path straight is that like it's trusting that he will direct you. Yeah. That he'll get you where he's trying to get you. Um, we did a whole series on how to find God's will for your life. And a few of the things we yeah. talked about is, is asking God, are you prayerful? God, show me the direction. Help me in this decision. Like we talked about James, asking for wisdom. Yeah, it's good. It's, it's knowing the word. Mm -hmm. it's, it's letting his word be a light unto your path. Right, right. You know, I think sometimes we're like, I, I want to do what God wants, but we have no idea what he actually says. Right. We just have picked up a few things at church or some of them good, some of them not good from our friends and family. And, and we don't actually know his word and let it be a light to our path and to our feet. Yeah, I think also it's hard to go in the right direction with the wrong people. So good. Like who are you surrounding yourself with? Who is speaking? Who have you allowed to speak into your life? Um, Proverbs 1920 says, get all the advice and instruction you can so you'll be wise the rest of your life. And you can make many plans, but the Lord's purpose will prevail. Like, who are you allowing to give you advice and instruction? Are they people who have been proven wise? Are they people who are trusting in God themselves with the path? Are they people of the word? Are they people of Jesus? Um, it's hard to go the right direction with the wrong people. And so I'd ask, like, who are you allowing to, to speak in as you are navigating life? And um, that's important. And, of course, knowing the word, praying, all super practical ways. Like, if you're someone who's wondering what the direction is, like, you need to know the word. You need to be praying. Um, and then also, you, there needs to be movement. Sometimes we when we don't know where God's calling us or, or asking us to go, or maybe we have heard and there's fear involved, it can cause us to be still and freeze. And so I would encourage you, if that's you, and you know the direction or you have a general idea, just to take that step of faith and start moving. There's movement when we're talking about the right direction. And um, step, step out into it. We've had so many moments in our life where we heard what God is calling calling us to do. It was clear. Um, but then he doesn't do it all for you. There's an act of participation here when we're, we're being guided by Christ. Uh, we are participants in it. We get to be a part of it. And so there's faith in the journey. Yeah. So it's the things you would expect us to say, right? Read right. Bible, Read pray, your Bible. Pray every day. Think about who your friends are. Move in the direction God's calling you to. Yeah. All those things we expect. Yeah. And I think sometimes we write that off and be like, yeah, that's the church answer. Yeah, those things are, you know, you think we tell us, tell you to read your Bible and pray all the time just because like we have to. No, it's like we actually believe it's the best for you. Yeah. And we don't want you just to read it for information. Read it for transformation. Let it change you. Let right. it speak to you. Pray before you open up the word and just don't, don't think about how much can I learn today? Think about God. What are you speaking to me? 
Yeah. What do you have for me to receive yes. from this? And he will make your path straight. Yeah. Um, I want to go back just to, to where we opened. Yeah. We talked about James. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God. Mm. I think we've prayed this prayer more than any other prayer in our marriage. Yes. All the time. Probably daily, like yeah. together. And we regularly are asking God for wisdom for our personal lives, yeah. for our family, for the church. Right. God, we need your wisdom. Yeah. We lack it on our own. And he gives generously and we're thankful. We were praying the other night uh, before dinner, Abigail was praying and she prayed and asked for wisdom. And in the middle of the prayer, Poema pops her head up. Poema's our youngest. And she goes, what's wisdom? <laughs> uh, it's just one of those things where it's like she was actually tuned in and heard what we said. She's really listening. She's listening. Um, and I, I was like, that's a great question. And we talked about wisdom for a little bit. Yeah. And how wisdom is acting according to what God says is best. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of different de definitions, but for a four-year-old, that was pretty practical. That was like the yeah. best we could do in the moment. And I think all of us need that. Yeah. We need help with that. And so if any of you lacks wisdom, you mm. should ask God who gives generously without finding fault and it will be given to you. So we wanted to close service this morning by just creating space for that, for you to ask and then for us to all pray together and ask God for wisdom. Um, so let's stand and do that. Let's stand and pray. Traditionally in scripture and this is a posture of receiving. You know, like sometimes our, our bodies, you know, it says lift up holy hands and that's a sign of surrender. And there's other things we do. And if you hold your hands out, it's a, it's a sign of receiving. And if you're comfortable, you can do that. If not, that's totally fine. God can still answer your prayer. And we're just gonna take a minute and give you 30 seconds to pray in your own words. It can be in your mind, out loud, whatever you want. And then we're gonna pray over all of us to have wisdom. God, we thank you that you give generously. We thank you that you offer wisdom, you desire to give us wisdom, God, that you created the world and the universe in a way that when we act in accordance to your will, it's, it's a blessing for us, that it's life, it's peace, it's healing. God, we're grateful for that. And so we yes. come boldly before your throne. Yes. Not because of anything we've done, but because you've said you will give us wisdom. Yeah. And we ask for wisdom. We don't ask just for information or just for any of those things. God, we ask for godly wisdom. Would you speak into our situation? Yes. Would you speak into what we're going through? Would you speak into our parenting, in our work situation, in our stress situation? God, would you give us wisdom mm -hmm. as to how to respond? Would you help us to hear from your spirit, to yes. see it in your word, to have godly counsel around us, Lord? And would we walk and be directed by you mm. down the right path? Yes, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.
Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. We would love to hear about what God is doing in your life. To share your story or a prayer request, simply hit contact on our website. You can also support the ministry of Hope Culture Church by visiting hopeculturechurch.com slash give. We hope you have a great week.